0: This is episode 273 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there. I'm Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome back to another episode of Bella in Your Business. It is the second week in January, and I'm back here today to talk about are you an order taker or a problem solver? Depending on which one you are, it is going to drastically increase or decrease the amount of sales that you get, which let's take the word sales and replace it by revenue. Because I know that all of you have different revenue goals for this quarter or this year, or maybe there's not even goals. It's just, I hope that I can make six figures, or I hope I can make a quarter million, or a million, or half a million, or whatever it might be, right? But at the end of the day, any of your revenue goals are going to go directly back to your sales goals. And that's what I'm going to talk a lot about right now. I've decided to focus in on this topic for the next uh, probably good month, and I'm even toying with the idea of starting a quick pop up sales group. Every time I do these pop up groups, they're wildly successful. It's kind of an intensive all in its own, and it kind of jam packs you. So I'm toying around with the idea. I'm just not sure if I'm going to have enough time. I'm not sure if there's enough interest. So if that's something that just really got you excited, go ahead and shoot me an email, Bella at jumpconsulting.net, and let me know. But, you know, I want you to kind of start thinking about sales because all in the second half of 2021, everyone is just like, oh my gosh, I have so much business that I can't even handle it. Bella, like I can't even hire fast enough. And guys, I get it. And part of my role in your life, in your ear, is to be your little fairy godmother with the magic wand. And sometimes the glass ball, sometimes to kind of predict what's going to be happening. I confidently say that because I've been doing this for about two years now where, you know, ever since COVID struck, I've been watching the economy. I've been watching the trends. I've been watching just the different things that are happening in the world and in business and in economics and in the financial world. And the writing's on the wall. And I've pretty much predicted every kind of ebb and flow that we've dealt with. This quarter, maybe into the summer, Last year was very volatile. That's what I I was saying. If you go back on past podcasts, this time it's gonna start dipping. I mean, there's no other way out of it. Like interest rates are gonna have to be raised here in twenty twenty two, which is gonna make things a little bit less affordable for people. People are gonna get scared, they're gonna hold on to their money tight longer, which I'm not even gonna go there. It's a whole nother story. (laughs) But I digress. Things are changing and where it used to be so easy for you to just get clients and feel like you were a superhero when it came to sales. Really, they were just falling on your lap because everyone and their mother were traveling, or they just felt really confident. They were excited to start spending their money again after being under lockdown. So I want you to realize, like, don't fool yourself. Many of you were not selling. You were taking orders and accepting. As it was coming in. And the minute that y'all just raised your rates around this time of year, not only because it's the first of the year, but because everyone and their mother is raising rates and because the interest rate, I have seen different things between 6%, 6.8%. You know, I get it. Like you have to raise rates. And many of you were way overdue. I've talked about that before too. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole today. But you know, it's kind of the perfect storm, right? We're coming out of this area where everyone was so excited to like spend money because they're finally out of lockdown, and it was like this big tsunami that I even I was telling you guys about, and now the tsunami's slowing down. You're going to feel it in pet sitting and in dog walking. You're going to feel it where people are They're still not going back to work. They're working from home, which by the way, should not matter if you're a dog walker because there are plenty of ways to market yourself in a way that they still need you just because they're home does not mean that they don't need you just because their kids are home or that they're teaching from home or learning from home or working from home. They still need you. And it's working for those who have changed their marketing and their verbiage on that. But again, that's another one. I'm really trying hard to stay on point here today. But you know, things are changing. They're not going to be as easy. And you're going to have to start selling. If you really want to make it, you're going to have to start selling. A lot of businesses have sold. A lot of people that have been in it for a while, they've sold their companies. A lot of people have, during this great resignation, gotten new jobs in different states. Their partners or spouses. Therefore, they are now teeter-tottering on their business in two different states, trying to keep one going in their old state start a new one in their new state, or they have just sold and released or, God forbid, please don't, it's like nails on a chalkboard, walked away from what they've built in their existing community. So that therefore, to you amazing business owners who are still alive and kicking. Means that there's even more of a rut market share. We've got all of these pets right now that were adopted during COVID and that have been surrendered and then readopted. So we've got like double the amount of potential pet parents, right? We've got a lot of shifting going on there. So, you guys, I mean, there is so much going on if you just pay attention to it and think about it. And what's going to happen right now is that your messaging, first of all, your rates, hopefully, if you're a jumper, are on the higher side because it's not even like a gouging thing. Hear me when I say this. The average pet sitter is not charging a livable wage to either pay people or to not be a nonprofit. And that's a big problem, you guys. That's a really big problem. I do my 20-minute complimentary sessions with people that have had their businesses for five, six years. And I look at them and I I look at their P&L and I'm like, okay, so you're running a nonprofit? And they're like, I knew you were going to say that, Bella. Yeah, and I need to stop doing that. Like, okay, well, you need to raise your rates by like 10 bucks. What? Yeah. So I digress again. There's so many rabbit holes to potentially go down, and I'm just trying to stay out of them. You guys, back to the thing. If you are not understanding that you're going to have to start selling this year, you're going to miss a really big boat. Please trust me when I say that. You can do it kicking and screaming, and I don't want to. Like, that's fine. I get it. But listen, selling is not a bad thing, and that's why I have predicted, I have seen, I understand what's happening, I understand what you guys are going to need, and that's why I'm here the next almost two months to sit here and talk to you all about sales. I've got a couple of really cool things up my sleeve for you. Like I said, I'm thinking about doing the pop-up group. I'm not sure. I might have Aaron Michael Miller back on with us to do a couple of things. He's already started working with some of my clients. And turning things around and just really blowing their minds where they are like the most expensive in their area and just really helping position them even better with great results. I have a couple other really smart friends that I might leverage to help you guys out because, guys, I want you to succeed not just because your success is my success, but because I genuinely do this because I want you to succeed. I want to get down there and like cheer you on. I want to be one of your biggest cheerleaders and I want to create the communities that you just feel so supported and enlightened and mind blown. And oh my God, you actually are doing it this way that is just so uncanny and untraditional. Like what? And you're actually succeeding with it? Or oh, you tried something new and it didn't quite work that way, but it worked another way. I want to do that too. Guys, there is power in the numbers. There's power in the community, AKA the mastermind. There is power in the learning and the growth, AKA better marketing with Bella. And just being on this episode, you're going to learn and grow. So, all right. I really hope that was fruitful because that was a really long intro here. I'm definitely going to get into it, but... I want you to think back to a time where you had a problem and you weren't exactly quite sure how to solve it. Or maybe you kind of knew what the solution was going to be, but you just were very untrusty. You didn't know if you could trust people. You did your due diligence online. You cyberstalked them. You checked out all their social. You read their whole website. You went to YouTube and you saw if there was any videos there. You checked out their Instagram. You checked out Everything you possibly could. You might have even gone and just Googled their name and seen what came up. Like you did a full fledged stalker level three, like you were going to go date somebody that you met online. Okay. But you call them up and they just kind of assume that you know exactly what you want. They don't give you that warm and fuzzy feeling where it makes you feel like you're excited to give them your money. They don't make you feel, feel, that you are unique or important, that your situation is unique. I just said unique again, but they're just really like, how can I not help you? Right? It's like, hi, hey, like this is Bella. What can I get you? You know, like we just walked into a diner and her hair's on top of her head and she's chomping on a piece of gum with like a little pad of paper in front of her, and she's just like. Hey, hey, Tuts, what can I get you? You know, it's not like someone coming alongside you and finding out how your day was or finding out like where you are mentally, finding out why you actually chose to come into the place and what is your belly hungry for. The easiest way for me to describe this is definitely like food, because when you think order taker, that's what you think about. But I want you to think about your own business. Because the more and more I actually see and understand what's going on, the more mortified I actually am. And I'm going to be really clear about this because it is a little bit mortified because I just can't believe, I know things have changed since I've had my business in 2016. And I know that we do a lot of things online. And I know that a lot of you guys don't spend much time on the phone. However, When we are selling thousands of dollars worth of services, it is quite important for you to actually establish a rapport with them. And the way to do that is over the phone. It is a two-way conversation, or dare I say, a virtual consultation which are actually really popular now. If you have not started that, you should go back a couple episodes where I talked about it, wildly successful, like people prefer that, believe it or not. And if you present it in the right way, you can actually knock it out of the park. But guys, are you an order taker or a problem solver? And I want you to think about what kind of approach do you have, but even more so, even further than this, because I know a lot of you are scalar mentality. I want you to think about how are you teaching your office manager how to not be an order taker and a problem solver. Or as Aaron Michael Miller told us in a couple episodes ago when we talked about sales with him, how to be a consultant. How can you consult with someone on their problem? So let's explore this. Are you an order taker? Do you ask people when they first inquire with you, what services are you looking for? Do you automatically assume that they know what kind of services you provide? And let me tell you, I mean, at the end of the day, people provide a day visit where they come in the middle of the day for any amount of time from 15 minutes to 45 minutes. And they sit with the dog for a vacation pet sit, or they take the dog for a walk. I mean, that's basically what they do. Some of you do overnights. Some of you do group walks. That's basically it, guys. It's not that complicated. Where it does get complicated is that we have like 15 minute walks, 20 minute walks, 30 minute walks, 45 minute walks, 60 minute walks. And then we've got kitty time let outs and all these cute names. And we've got like 20 different services and it's very overwhelming and it's very confusing. And then someone might try to go sign up with us. And the services that are listed on our website are not even the services that are listed in our online scheduling. And then it just gets really confusing. And then they have to stop and they have to think about it. And now they're solving more problems when they came to you to take away their problems. Okay. So if we ever ask people, what services are you looking for? That automatically puts the responsibility on them to sell themselves to you. Well, I need day, day visits and this is why, right? Uh. Or even if you say something like, what services does your dog need? you know, like, okay, fine, let Bella make it about the dog. Well, that's also like asking them to just tell you. That's not you learning their needs. It's not you understanding, like, why are they even calling you? Is it because the dog pees at lunch every time? Or like, they come home to accidents or things torn up because the dog has too much energy? Well, what does your dog need? By you asking them, you're not taking any ownership over the problem. You're not helping them solve it and you're just letting them talk at you. You're letting them do most of the work. This is psychology. The other thing is, maybe they go to the website, right? And your call to action everywhere is just sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. And maybe they don't want to sign up. And maybe they want to call you, or maybe they're emailing you, or maybe they're texting you or messaging you on Instagram or something. Welcome that conversation. I know that a lot of us would rather, and I loved it too, when people would just sign up online without ever talking to me. And again, this is back in 2016. I sold my business May 18th, 2016. All right. So I'm talking about like, I was always way ahead of the curve. I was doing stuff before it was cool. People were saying, oh no, I have to talk to them before they sign up back then. I know some of you guys are saying that too right now. But like, if someone wants to have a conversation with you, we need to make it so that we answer the phone. So, that we have the conversation with them in a way that is a consulting conversation and not a sales conversation. But at the end of the day, this is sales, okay? Marketing got them into you, marketing got them excited enough to check out your website to actually start considering you as a possible solution to their problem. Now, when they actually start interacting with you, that's when sales happens. And if you just do it passively and you don't understand this part, then you could be missing out on a lot. If they email you and you're giving them some templated response and just emailing them back, it's not going to work. You're not going to land as many as you want. You need to stop just taking an order and being like, okay, well, this is all about my company. This is how we work. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is, this is, this is. Okay, that might've worked in 2016. It's not going to work in 2022. We have so many different things that are available to us. That if someone were to email you and you're like, but Bella, they don't want to be on the phone. Cool. That's fine. Let's bring it to life. Let's email them back and say, thank you so much for contacting me. We have a couple of different ways that we could do this and I want to make sure whatever one is best with you. Would you like to keep going on email? Could I call you? What time is good for you? Or I have some time right now. Let me know. Or I could send you a video. Yeah, send them a video. It's called Burn Journal. Or maybe you could have a couple of introductory videos that are unlisted on YouTube that you can send them. That's just like, hi, my name is Bella and I'm the pack leader for Bella's House and Pet Sitting. We're so glad that you emailed us. And I just want to tell you that we are the most unique service out there because X, Y, and Z. Now, I know that you had some specific questions, so I'm going to go back to the email and I'll answer them in there. But right now, what you just did is while they're go getting quote unquote quotes from everybody, you just made it a little bit more personalized. You just stopped just taking their order and shooting them back a price list and you actually slowed it down and opened it up and enabled a spot to have an actual conversation to be a human. All right. So the way you could figure out if you're an order taker is do you ask them what services are you looking for or what services does your dog need? Or when they email you, do you just email them back a templated response with a list of prices? Don't do any of that, all right? Here's how I'm going to show you to turn around. The first thing is, they're always going to ask you how much do they charge. When was the last time you called up a housekeeper or a plumber and said, tell me why you're the best? Like, you just don't do that. You're like, hey, I wanted to get some information. How much do you charge? How does this work? Right? So something that might be a really good opening is what inspired you to reach out to us today? You're going to find out about their problem. You're going to hear that either, oh, wow, they heard about you from so-and-so, which there's your in. Start talking about that and building that relationship and that bond off of your common likability. They might tell you, you know what? I'm just so sick and tired of coming home and my dog is just so guilty. He went through all the trash cans and he started learning how to open doors to get to the trash cans. And I just can't have this. And I'm feeling like a horrible mom. And da 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 da. Maybe they were just impressed with what they saw online. Maybe they found you in a local community group because you're better marketing with Bella. And we teach you how to start conversations in there. And they saw you having conversations with existing clients or potential clients in there. And they just had to find out what the buzz was and if you could actually add to their life. You can also say, tell me about your pet. I don't think people ask that enough. It is the most simple overlooked question ever. Tell me about your pet. If this is a vacation thing, where do they sleep? How many times a day do they eat? Are they used to you being home during the day? This is all going to give you a picture of what you can suggest in terms of services. Well, I suggest four times a day, three times a day. I suggested overnight and three times a day. If that's too much, we could do an overnight and one time a day. If you don't do overnights, we could do three times a day. Oh, if three times a day is too much, we could do a hybrid of twice a day and three times a day. Or we could do twice a day for the first two days when you leave, three times a day in the middle, two times a day at the, in the end. These are now options that now that they have that you're presenting up to them instead of saying, "Well, it's however you want. It's thirty-five dollars a visit and it's one hundred and fifty dollars an overnight." It's like ew, ew, like. Solve my problem. Be my consultant. Make some suggestions. The other thing is when you say tell me about your pet, you're going to find out what the most important thing is to them because typically the first thing they start talking about with their pet, that's the truth, okay? He's the sweetest pet ever. Oh my gosh, he just wants love. Oh my gosh, and I just feel so bad. Start green flagging yourself when they say things like, I feel X. I feel so bad that I have to be away all the time. I feel so bad that I'm going away and I don't want to leave him at a kennel because he just insert whatever it is here. It is so important for you. And we'll talk about this at another time, maybe in the group, maybe on a podcast, I'm not sure when, but you're going to want to use their words back to them. Because when someone uses your own words back to you in not a stupid, sleazy customer service kind of way, when you call into an 800 number, that is so annoying. But when they naturally use it back to you in a conversation without even realizing it, you feel seen and heard and that closens your bond. So when you say, tell me about your pet, you're going to find out the most important things to them about their pet. And you're also going to find out the pain points. You're also going to want to ask them something. And this is another way to be a problem solver and not an order taker something like, have you tried to solve this problem before? Or like, have you tried to figure out what to do with him while you're working long hours before? Have you tried to figure out other ways to get his energy out? Mm, Okay, tell me about him. And why didn't it work? And you can even ask them something like, and what happens if you don't solve this problem? Obviously, you're not going to use those words. But what happens if you don't find someone to walk him in the middle of the day? And we just kind of you know, you keep going to work. And what happens if we don't do anything for Fido? Let them think about what happens if you don't solve the problem. It sounds like the stupidest question ever, but they need to go down this road in their head of thinking about like, it basically is like them selling themselves. That's when you're a consultant next to them and you're coming alongside them and helping them through this all right? Problem solving works because it puts you both on the same side. A lot of you guys hate sales. I hope you're 23 minutes into this because this is really important. Sales puts people on either side of the table. Consulting puts people on the same side. So if you can get on that same side where you are helping someone, you are together in trying to solve the problem together, it's going to feel a lot better for you because I know a lot of you, I have to like preface this next two months by trying not to say sales because half of you are saying, oh, I'm so good at sales because the sky is falling and everything fell in your lap. The other half of you is saying, I absolutely hate sales and I'm never selling. I'm not even going to answer the phone. I have some of you guys out there that don't even put your phone number out there. You just say, go sign up online. You know how much you might be missing out on? If you just actually started selling, do you know that you could probably increase your business by a minimum of 20 to 30% this year? Just by that alone, just by that alone. Like, we gotta lean into it. We gotta stop either being so egotistical about it or stop being so scared about it. When we can help get on the same side with someone else by being a problem solver and not an order taker, and we can take ownership of the problem, that's number two. When you can get on the same side, number one, take ownership of the problem is number two. Number three is gonna happen. You're gonna have more emotional conversations instead of facts. You're not going to have the conversations of, oh, that's too expensive. And you're going to start having that, oh my gosh, I really feel like I can trust them to solve my problem. It's going to happen every time. And not only that, but the person on the other end is also going to feel excited to spend a lot of money with you because they're going to feel like you're worth it because they feel understood. This happens all the time. Anytime that anyone spends money, a lot of money on stuff, it does not mean that they're rich. I'm sure many of you guys right now that are listening, you have school teachers and teachers don't get paid a lot. You have elementary, middle, high school teachers, single people who have you walk their dog every day or a couple times a week. And they do that even though they could probably get a cheaper price because they feel like you really care. They feel like they can trust you. And you guys all know that out the gate after the fact that the sale has been made. But what I'm trying to get you to do is to flip your script and to understand that people need this during the sales process. And then if you can convince more people that you are there to consult with them and help solve their problem and be their ally, instead of a salesperson who's sleazy and trying to sell them just to get the next bit of money, it's going to make a drastic of a difference for you. All right, this was a little bit longer of a podcast. I want to say thank you so much for sticking here with me. I hope that this has given you some food for thought and it hasn't been as tactical and more, a little bit more abstract. But I want you to really think about this. I want you to think about how you're approaching sales. This can be on the phone, it can be on email, it could be in the DMs and Instagram, it can be in a lot of different ways. It can even be in the types of information that you're producing on your social media which a lot of you won't actually go to problem solving in your social media. Hmm, that sounds like a good topic for another time. But I wanted to say thank you for sticking around today. And let me know if any of this resonates with you. Let me know if you felt like I was calling you out personally in this and what has stood out to you. But you got to stop taking people's orders. You have to realize that the climate is changing and you're going to have to start selling. Or you could not start selling and your business is going to plateau. That's what's going to happen. Your business is going to plateau and all those employees you just hired, you're going to say, oh my God, I have too many employees and not enough clients. And then you're going to feel the stress of that. You're going to feel two stresses. It's either going to be too many employees or too many clients, unless you systematically solve both of them. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. You guys, thank you so much for being here with me. I will be back next week. Remember